Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Josh, good afternoon. Thanks for your time, my friend. Uh, enjoy uh, joining you guys. First time. Glad to be here. Let, let's let's dive in, talk a little Big 12. We're going to go all over the place, football, basketball. Let, but let's begin with uh, Scott Drew and the Baylor basketball team. Obviously, three more games postponed today. Now we're up to six games that the Bears need to – get rescheduled and get back on the list and, and I just in your in your opinion how will this affect them going forward as they get ready for the uh, the, the conference tournament and more importantly the, the national tournament well I'm actually not sure it's going to be up to them right I mean Bob Bowlesby tells us that the big 12 conference tournament is still scheduled to be played from March 10th through the 13th now if you look at Baylor's schedule their last game is supposed to be the 27th of February against Kansas. So if you kind of extrapolated out, okay, well, you'd have to play five, those five games. If you want to reschedule all of them, the, the five that they've missed in the conference, um, you'd have to reschedule all of the five or six they missed in the conference. You have to reschedule all of those in that short window between them and the conference tournament. And then you'd ask them to play, you know, maybe, I mean, they're probably going to play three games at a conference tournament, right? Cause Baylor's, uh, you know, hasn't lost yet. There you'd be asking them to play. I mean, nearly 10 games in a really short stretch of time, you know, close to 10 games in a short stretch of time. So they're going to have to make some of these games up, but scheduling wise, I just don't know how they're going to make all of these games up, especially with them saying, all right, you know, your first game you get to play again is now on the 20th. So they've got a ton of games to make up in a short period of time. And I mean, no team in the big 12 has been able to stop Baylor all season long. And this is like the only thing I think a lot of us thought, well, this could derail them. And so now it's put them in a scheduling quandary, and uh, I don't really know what the the answer is going to be from the Big 12 Conference because it looks like they're not going to be able to play all their games. I was just curious, do you think that this league, particularly when it comes to programs like Baylor who have several games that they have to try to make up, do you see this league going to three games a week? Well, Kansas is doing that right now. Um, And so, you know, that's – I mean, I guess you could do it with some teams, but I don't like it in a short period of time just because, you know, you're afraid of all the traveling uh, of the risks that you're taking with that too. And as we get closer to March, that's where you really don't want, especially your tournament teams to feel that you, you don't want them to, to have uh, to deal with COVID. You know, it's kind of almost better earlier than later on. And so three a week works and you can make it happen, but I don't know if we're going to be able to do that past the last week of February. Like, I don't think you can schedule in the first week of March three games and then have them play a con- teams play a conference tournament. I just don't see that happening. Josh, when you look at uh, the, the Big 12 in general, the AP poll comes out today, Kansas falls out for the first time in forever. What's going on with this Jayhawks team? and What are, what are you seeing when you look at them? Well, they're missing a primary score, right? I mean, if you think about all these guys on this team, they all fit. They're all great pieces whether it be Marcus Garrett, you know, kind of a good defensive guard who could play off of a, uh, a scoring point guard, much like he did last year with Devon Dotson. Uh, Oshai Baji is a nice complimentary scorer. He's their leading scorer, but not a guy that's clearly supposed to be a number one on a team. David McCormick's a nice big. Jalen Wilson is young and inconsistent. Uh, Christian Brown is, I mean, that's, you know, hit or miss. You, you never know what you're going to get from him. And, and so with those five guys being kind of their starters, um, you know, they, there's no dominant guy. And also, they don't defend the three-point line very well. Yeah, teams are bombing on them. It's at a high clip, and you expect it to come down. But, you know, West Virginia today goes 11 for 21. 
that's credit to West Virginia of getting good looks. Teams are shooting well against Kansas uh, from three because they're getting good looks against KU and they're knocking them down. And I don't think there's much at this point in the season that KU can do to get themselves back in the right direction in terms of, you know, they're not Texas Tech, they're not Baylor, they're not a full-strength Texas. Those teams are all better than them. Um, And so I don't know if they can get themselves at a point where they're better than all of those teams. They just got to worry about themselves and hope they get a good draw when it comes to the NCAA tournament, if they even make it. So one from one team that's outside the AP to one that just entered in Oklahoma State, what is the biggest – I know Kate Cunningham and all the success he has, but Oklahoma State just looks like a different team when he's on the court and not – and if everything goes according to plan and Baylor's able to get back on track, they're going to look at facing this Oklahoma State team who, you know, they had COVID issues their first time. Kate Cunningham wasn't available Talk about how difficult it's going to be for Baylor to come back in and face the Cowboys uh, from their first game back. Yeah, especially if Oklahoma State's playing well. Right. Um, and they played well well enough on, on Saturday. I mean, the real story there was Caleb Boone. He had a monster game on Saturday. But if they can get contributions from other guys, that's the key for them. That's the key is if they can get uh, all of these guys rolling, they're going to be in good shape. They don't take a ton of threes. Um, they like to drive the basketball inside. And number one, get to the free throw line and just create good opportunities. And also, Cade Cunningham, you know, we people have talked about him ad nauseum. And uh, on Saturday, it looked like he was still feeling the effects of, of COVID just a bit. He looked dog tired, but was able to stick out that game, even though he didn't play that well. But they won a game where Cade Cunningham shot five of twenty-two. That is compliments to the coaching and how this team, complementary pieces, have come along and really, you know, become more of a full team as the season's gone along. And look, their appeal is happening right now. There's no indication that the appeal is going to be done by tournament time. So I think Oklahoma State's going to be an NCAA tournament team, it looks like. Talk a little bit about Texas real quick. Uh, Obviously, on paper, you say, well, they had a tough week. Well, you're playing the number two team of the country in Baylor on on Big Monday, and then you uh, you play Oklahoma State, a team that is red hot. So, yeah, they dropped two, but it's still a very good team that Shaka Smart's got going in Austin. Yeah, I'm still curious as to what their, you know, the situation is with COVID. I mean, those guys are recovering from that, and we've seen Brady Manick's a great example. Brady Manick is still not 110% right, and he he admits it at OU after, you know, he had COVID. So it's it's a kind of a process for them to get back, but we know what they're capable of at their best. I mean, their big three last game, I looked at it earlier today, they were 10 for 49. Ramey, Coleman, and Jones were combined 10 for 49 from floor. It's not going to happen. And they were getting good quality looks, too. Andrew Jones missing threes, Courtney Ramey missing threes. So that's a great group. They rebound the basketball really well, too. That's, that's the big key for them, especially with Jericho Sims inside and then Greg Brown uh, as well. That's a good team. They're full strength and ready to go, and that's the key for them. Just get them to a point where they feel good in the NCAA tournament, and they could definitely make a run to the Final Four. They've got – I mean, they don't have one guard. They have three guards. And usually, you know, we've seen how far one guard can get you gets hot. They've got three guys who can go for 25 any night on you. So they've got that benefit. They've just got to get everybody ready to play and at full strength when tournament time comes. Talking with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12. Josh, uh, news comes out earlier that um, Matt Campbell has signed an extension at Iowa State, I believe through 2028. What are your thoughts on this extension, and do you think he'll actually see that contract out or maybe take a move to the NFL? He's going to see part of it out. I mean, I'm not sure who's going to come knocking on the door looking to buy him out at this point. Uh, I've been, I was wrong about Matt Campbell. I really thought that with the timing and way things looked that for Matt Campbell, it was 
you know, at the end of this season or the end of next season, it was kind of time to look back at what he had built and show that off to everybody else and go do that somewhere else because I don't know what the ceiling is in Ames, Iowa. I mean, we've seen a lot of weird places where you can win. Hell, Chris Beard built a basketball powerhouse in Lubbock, Texas. So, you know, I guess anything is possible when it comes to, uh, you know, a location that you can sell. But, look, this just shows his commitment. Um, you know, it's it, this is so good for the Big 12 Conference, the fact that this coach is going to be staying there and, and the fact that he's committed to the program. Excellent job by Iowa State for locking him up. And what he's built is just incredible. I mean, OU, in my opinion, is going to be a team next year that's going to be a college football playoff-worthy team. And I think they're going to have to have the challenge of beating Iowa State twice, and I don't know if they can do that. This is a great Iowa State group coming back. And the fact also, too, one, one small part of this Matt Campbell deal, he got more money for his assistant pool. And that is something that has is, that is kind of been a key for him throughout this. You know, he took a pay cut and made sure that some of the assistants were good through COVID. He's doing it now again, you know, trying to make sure that if a, a, a coordinator gets poached or something happens, he can replace and take care of the coaches around him. It's just it's a good deal for all sides, and we we all win when a coach like Matt Campbell stays somewhere like Iowa State. Good stuff, man. Hey, we appreciate your time, and we look forward to catching up with you in the future. Awesome, guys. I really appreciate it.